Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Goats Gang. This is Michael, otherwise known as Mork. Been known as Moke before as well, actually. There's a little... There's a little tidbit for you. Now, I'm coming to you actually from the future of this record. Ooh. Because I'm doing the second pass of uh, the edit. And Vinny said he couldn't find a cold open. And could I just sort one out for him? Well, this is the best I could come up with. So I just thought I'd get on, say hello, and tell a few jokes for your listening pleasure. So, here we go. What do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing. They fast. (laughs) That's a good one, eh? Which knight invented King Arthur's round table? Circumference. Ha! Pretty good. Uh. (laughs) What's the best way to carve wood? Whittle by whittle. Yeah, get it? What's the difference between a piano and a fish? You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> uh, and one more, Seb, Vinny, you're going to love this one. Glasgow is a bit of a negative place. If Kanye was born there, he'd be called nor Yakane. Get it? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um... Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember, if you don't want to listen to adverts, you can go and subscribe to our Patreon, where you will also be given free stickers. So get on that. Link in the description. Enjoy. Good day to you, and welcome to the inaugural goat games we have some incredible events lined up we have classic hobbit throwing freestyle rap battling and the new exciting incredible event that we have called the godzilla climb athletes must climb the back of the godzilla all 164 feet climb into his mouth tunnel through his digestive tract and emerge from his arsehole in the fastest time possible so it's time to meet our two competitors, Seb, Vinny. How have you been? I've been really good. Wow. Someone got laid. <laughs> no, but I actually did something very interesting on my weekend. 
Mm. I went to a festival. Nice. Interesting. First festival in four or five years, I think. It was a day festival, but over the weekend. But it was like a non-camping festival and it was in Bristol. And I saw, I don't know if you guys know these people, but Charlie XCX. I think she's quite famous. Yeah. I definitely yeah. do know Charlie XX. Krangabin, who I fucking love. They're the one band I've always wanted to see live, and I finally saw them live, and they were just as good as, as I thought they'd be. It was insane. Who? Krangabin. They're like a three-piece band that kind of do kind of psychedelic guitar rock music. They're really good. There was a bit in the middle of their set where they just started playing like... 90s hip-hop songs and it was just like guess the song and they were doing you know they were doing like <laughs> electric relaxation by tribal quest they did no diggity they did like what's that one warren g you know yeah and it was just like back to back all this time everyone's going like ah like <laughs> yeah it was so fucking good and then after that was uh little sims who was also really really fucking good nice sounds good man yeah i had a wild time how about yourself seb yeah mine was pretty pretty chill genuinely michael's rolling his eyes i don't really have anything wild to bring to the table moving on how have i been i'll be brief my son started school and i got sacked from my job as uh chelsea manager i fucking love that post i was (laughs) creasing so hard when i saw it uh, like 30 minutes ago (laughs) you only saw it then yeah it was so good was that you said it yeah some of my finest work jen that's great Yeah, for those of you who don't know, although I bear absolutely zero resemblance to German football manager Thomas Tuchel. A lot of resemblance. Turns out I am Thomas in disguise, and yeah, uh, Big Todd rang me this morning on the day we record this and said, listen son, you're fucking shit, Uh, you're sacked. I said, well, you don't know what the players are saying about you behind your back, you fat yank cunt. (laughs) You should have signed Ronaldo, mate, that was the problem. Yeah, right. If you'd signed Big Ronnie, mate, it would have <laughs> yeah. been fine. Big Ronnie would have solved all your problems. Mate, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Guaranteed yeah. 10 to 15 goals a season, that guy. Should we go into this, boy? Yes. Yeah, let's go. So, the showing of one's athletic abilities have been around since the dawn of time. Only the most athletic of early humans would be able to catch enough woolly mammoths to be able to eat and survive. Later on in history, the Greeks would go on to create the Olympic Games, which are still going strong today, thousands of years later. The obsession with athleticism has now snowballed into what we have today, where gyms all across the globe are now completely overrun by excruciatingly tight Gymshark attire and more people on phones and Instagram than lifting weights. However, on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the absolute peak of physical fitness, determination, and skill, as we are going to be crowning the GOAT athlete. Woo! Now, for such a physically demanding topic, I can only think of two people that I would want to help me. One of them is almost always injured when we play football together, fucking whinging and moaning about his knee or his leg or his ankle. And the other one gets called Brexit while being punched in the face. So, which one of you is going first? I'm definitely going first. I'm, I'm putting my foot down here. Oh, really? I thought you'd be injured, but here we go. Fuck you, man. <laughs> so, when I started this journey of athleticism, thinking about the biggest athletes in the history of athleticism, I was actually recommended a bunch of Mike Tyson videos on YouTube a few weeks ago. 
And I've never really been a big fan of like boxing or like MMA or combat sports, really. But I've always quite enjoyed when watching it. So I thought, yeah, I'll watch that. Seems like it'd be quite interesting. And I was fucking flabbergasted. I was like, holy fuck, Mike Tyson was ridiculous. I was just astounded. And I just kept on watching loads and loads of these like short videos, just talking about all these like crazy fights he did, like against something Fraser, like Fraser's son or whatever. I can't remember the names, but <laughs> like it was, I was like, holy shit, this guy's insane. Like he must be the best boxer of all time. And then at this time, I think I mentioned we should do go athlete. And then I started mm. to think like, is he really the best boxer of all time? Because I could pick him. And I looked it up, did some research. And most people say he is not the best boxer of all time. Yeah. But there is a sort of answer most people do say. And it is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So I started watching a shit ton of Muhammad Ali videos <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this guy was so ahead of his time. Like all these like techniques he was doing, like I looked up all these things, like he was doing the dope on the rope technique, for example. I think that's where you just like, you cover your face and just get take loads of body shots and wait for them to tire themselves out. Yeah, dope a rope. Dope mm-hmm. a rope, yeah. Yeah, and he just was just like so ahead of his time and just like was such a pioneer in so many just forms of fighting within boxing that i was like holy shit this guy was insane yeah so i really wanted to pick him but then i had another little think and i was like would i really say the greatest athlete of all time is like a boxer if you're really good at boxing you're really good at mainly taking a punch and throwing one back and you know dodging as well but you can't really transfer those skills to other sports or yeah. athleticisms it's a very niche part of athleticism yeah your ability is is channeled into like one thing although they are incredibly physically fit and they can yeah run. yeah they can the lift endurance. quite heavy weights and stuff mm. like that but i know what you mean they're not exactly gonna excel at pole vault or or running or sprinting yeah and it not necessarily yeah exactly exactly so my next thought, and this is one I really, really, really badly wanted to pick, was the one and only James Milner. Now, <laughs> I have my reasons for James Milner. <laughs> Do you know what? I love fucking love James Milner. This is the thing. I like. I actually thought it'd be a really weirdly decent shot because he is a very well-decorated player. He's won the Premier League three times, FA Cup twice, yep. League Cup twice, Champions League once with Liverpool. You know, he's not the top, top, top level of player, but he's a top player. He's he's done a lot of good stuff. He's always been a good player for those teams who've done yep. crazy things. Can play multiple positions as well. Exactly. And the angle I was going with that is he is like a very decorated player. But also what I've been told, especially from you, Michael, mm. is that even though he's like in his mid-30s... 37. 37, 36, he's still considered the most physically fit player at liverpool like he apparently yes. always beats everyone at like the bleak tests and stuff like that yeah they have this like pre-season run thing where they have to run until they stop or something i'm not quite sure on the rules of it but he wins every single year like every preseason, james milner just absolutely smashes everybody like all the f- absolute beasts like you think like big verge is gonna like smash it or guys like mo salah who just look like an absolute specimen but now yeah young players like trent yeah exactly yeah but now james milner just bosses every single physical test every single year yeah and so i that was the angle i was going to go for that he was like an insanely athletic man who's also won loads of stuff but unfortunately, really, yeah. through all my dismay, I couldn't find concrete things on his athleticism. Yeah. It was more so hearsay and people being like, yeah, he is the most athletic person at this club. So yeah, it's not objective. It's very subjective and, you know, hearsay. 
but I did come to a conclusion on who I wanted to pick eventually, and who I decided upon was quite literally, objectively, the greatest athlete in his respective sport. Like, there isn't even a contest. There's zero contest to him being the best of his sport. Well, let's try and uh, debunk this. So here's a little stat. Here's a little fun fact. Three players in the history of all modern sports have had their jersey or shirt numbers retired by the entire league they played in. Is this football or what sport is this? All sports. Right, okay. So one of the people who's had their shirt numbers retired is Bill Russell who is widely considered one of the best NBA players of all time. But a big reason for why his shirt number, number six, is retired by the NBA is because he was the first black person to play for the NBA All-Stars. So he was like a big step forward for like civil rights for black people. And he did a lot of civil rights stuff for black people. So his number was retired as legacy is that he was a great sports athlete, Mm. but also he did a lot of things for like the social causes for black people. And the second person was Jackie Robinson, who's pretty much the exact same thing, where he was a baseball player, and he was, in fact, the first ever black player to play in the Major League Baseball. And he was also a very good player in his own right, like one of the goats. Yeah. But the third guy... Now, the third guy is a white man. And as far as I'm aware, he hasn't really done anything to do with social causes. You're telling me he's done nothing for rights for whites? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What a despicable human being. (laughs) But yeah, his number was retired by the league. Like, as soon as he retired, his number was retired by the entire league, purely based on the fact that he was so miles ahead at the sport than everyone else was. And so they just retired his number, purely based on his sportsmanship and his athleticism. And that player was a Canadian ice hockey player by the name of Wayne Gretzky. Ah, I recognise the name. I've only heard that name from The Office. Yeah. What's the quote? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Nice. Yeah. So did, did Wayne Gretzky actually say that then? Yeah, crazy enough, he was the guy who said that for the first time. Like, he's attributed to that quote. Wow. Like, Fucking in hell, the 80s. Which is crazy. Like, no one said that before the, like, 1980s. And he's an ice hockey player. Yep. Canadian ice hockey player. Played in the National Hockey League. Oh, can I tell you a fun fact I learned about recently? Yep. Just on the subject of you miss 100% of shots you don't take. So, did you watch TIFO? TIFO football? Yeah, I fucking love TIFO. Did you watch their thing on Harry Kane? Which one? So, Harry Kane was told by Jermaine Defoe this like backwards logic maths that Harry Kane has like carried forward with him for the whole of his career. And it's like, no one should tell Harry Kane because it will like break him. Because basically he believes that mathematically he is more likely to score his second attempt on target. If his first one misses, he's more likely to score the second. So in his head, it's like, well, it's 50-50 heads or tails, right? If the first one lands on heads, then it's more likely to be tails the next go. No, it's not. But obviously that doesn't work. That's not <laughs> how it works. But that's how he thinks it works, which has given him this like confidence boost, which is why he tries all these really outlandish like first shots of a match where he'll just fucking volley one from like outside the box. It'll go skywards, hit Rose Ed, and he's like, got that one out of the way. That's the one that was mm. always going to miss. 
so now my next one is more likely to go in. It's like that joke from Blackadder where Baldrick has a bullet with his name on it, and he's like, well, what's the odds <laughs> yeah. of there being two bullets with my name on it? It's the same yeah, stupid yeah. logic. Oh my like, God. He's like, well, if I boot one over the bar, the second one's definitely going to go in. I know he can't speak English, but I didn't know he was a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> it's the gambler's fallacy, yeah. It's thinking that your odds are dependent on the previous results when they're not. It's completely independent. Taking a shot of a football isn't like a defined thing anyway. No, is no. It? It's, not like, it's not like gambling anyway. Every single time, of course, it's going to be different because you're kicking a ball from a different spot. Like It takes zero brain cells to work out. That's nonsense. But what I love about this story is the idea that Daniel Levy is like paying for some sort of like assassin with a blow dart to just blow dart anyone who tries to tell Harry Kane. They're like, yeah. Harry, have you actually thought about it? It's like, fucking don't tell him, you little shit. Harry, you know you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, technically, that's quite a common misconception. <laughs> yeah, if anyone did tell him, he might actually lose some confidence. I'm sure he that. would. It's, it's, I'm sure it's, he it's, would. It's a weird yes. thing. I think just confidence is that fickle. Mm, it is. Players are all superstitious. They all do these weird rituals, like yeah. Jamie Vardy drinking a pint of beer before he gets on. I think it's like two glasses of port, two Red Bulls and something else. I think there's port the night before and then a Red Bull just before. Jay Vard's had port in a Lucasade bottle in his early career. He doesn't do it anymore because obviously it's like the Premier League. And... Oh, right. Wasn't it like as well, like he broke his wrist or whatever, so he wore the cast. But then he went on a great scoring run while wearing it, so he just didn't take it off, even though it was healed. Yeah. Like, players do shit like that as well, don't they? Superstitions, yeah. Drives a confidence player. It's also what broke Torres, wasn't it? He's, like, mega superstitious, and he felt that he had, like, bad energy when he left Liverpool for Chelsea. It was, like, a thing. Like, he felt that he'd, like, wronged the club, and it, like, totally fucked him. That's why he played with the mask for so long. Because, you know, he broke his, like, orbital bone under his eye and he wore the carbon fibre mask for a while. Yeah. He wore that for, like, six months longer than he needed to because he went on a good scoring run while he had it and he thought he'd, like, shaken the demons off. So he just kept <laughs> wearing the mask. Christ. Yeah, I'm not very superstitious, just a little stitious. For all of you that don't know, that was an Office reference to double the Office references. Yep. Gotcha. I didn't even know that was an office reference, to be honest. It is. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Who is this cunt? So yeah, Wayne Gretzky was nicknamed the Great One. He played for four teams in the National Hockey League from 1979 to 1999. So I think that was uh, age of 18 till 38. A good 20 years. That's a, that's a good long career as well. That's a very long career. And in those 20 years, he had amassed... 61 NHL records. Fucking hell. 61. Damn, that's like messy levels of record breaking. This is what I mean, like ridiculously so. And this, these aren't weird records like most times he scratched his arsehole whilst the camera was on him. <laughs> like... <laughs> these are like proper goat qualified records yeah, like... Yeah. Most goals in a career, most goals in one season, most assists in a career, highest goals per average in one season, highest assists per game average over an entire career, most 40 or more goal seasons, most 50 or more goal seasons, most 60 or more goal seasons, most 100 or more point seasons. He just has pretty much every fucking record you could think of. He has that record or shares it at least. God damn. Jesus Christ. 61 of them. And to this day... Guess how many records he has now? 
So he retired with 61, so a few of them are bound to have been broken. Don't say 61. I'm going to say... <laughs> if you say 61, I'm fucking leaving. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 40. Yeah, I'm going to say 50. I'm going to go a little higher. He has... 59. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. So only three have been broken. Uh, Two. Well, three have been broken, but he gained one in retirement, funnily enough. <laughs> what? what is this man? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's literally bra- breaking records in his sleep. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah, yeah, so what happened was he had the second highest points per game over a career. Mm. And what happened was the guy with the most points per game over a career came out of retirement, played for another four or five seasons, and his points per game <laughs> decreased because of that. Oh my God. And he just be- defaulted to having that record. That's savage. Crikey. It's yeah. like VAR just coming and gone, no. <laughs> <laughs> this poor fuck retired with the most games per- goals per game and then was like, I'll just go back for a laugh. And they're like, fuck you, little shit. <laughs> you could say that's arguably like, in the top three or five records to have most points per game over a career. Like, yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Well, it's like the record to have, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Like, other than just like maybe goals or just assists or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. That's insane. I'm an idiot. So yeah, to this day, 7th of September 2022, he still has 59 NHL records. Fucking ridiculous. That is, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. How long has he been retired, did you say? Since 1999, so that's 23 years, which is longer than his actual career. In 23 years, yeah. only two, effectively, of his records have been broken. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that is like messy levels of ridiculousness, isn't it? This is what I mean. Like, this guy is so objectively the best ice hockey player of all time. There is no contest. So... If you compare this to other sports where you have other sports people where you have people where it's like most people consider this person to be the goat of that sport. Hmm. Like I was saying before with Muhammad Ali, what most people do say he is the best boxer of all time. Yeah. But if you look at his records and his stats, he doesn't have the best records. He doesn't have the best stats. There are people who have more knockouts than Muhammad Ali. There's people who have more wins per games they've played or matches they've played or whatever. Like, he hasn't got loads of records. He just was a pioneer in a lot of these things. Yeah, in a lot of sports, it's very subjective to say. That's it, yeah. So and so is, like, categorically the best because everyone's always going to be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, this guy was also good because you haven't got, like, factual information to compare the two, like a a stat sheet. Yeah. I think with specifically boxing, but I think it happens in a lot of fields, like, even outside of sport, but I think the two boxers that are lauded really highly are the two boxers whose careers never got to peak. And so people think about what they could have been. Like Muhammad Ali famously didn't get to fight through the peak of his career because of the Vietnam draft and because he objected to going to war. So he was out for like, what, five years? Between like, I want to say 27 and 32. So he couldn't train or fight in that time. Mm. And so like, he missed the ability to fight at the peak. So people think, well, think about how he good how good he was at the start and how good he was at the end. Imagine what he would have been like in the middle. Same goes for Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson went to prison at like the peak of his powers. Yeah. Came out. He was still a savage, but he wasn't the same man anymore. Mm. And so people are like, what if? What if he'd kept going? Yeah. And so I think that's why these people with like maybe not the best records get held up as like the goats because you're like, well, what could have been? 
And obviously that's like infinite. Yeah. Well, another sport which has like a widely considered best player of all time, basketball, most people do consider Michael Jordan to be the best basketball player of all time. But the thing is, it's another case where whatever records he had, like fastest to reach certain points, like so many hoops in a, in a season, so many hoops in a game, like points per game average and all this stuff, all of that's been broken. You know, yeah. Kobe Bryant came around, he destroyed all Michael Jordan's records. And then after that, LeBron James came around, he destroyed all of Kobe Bryant's records. And now there's a new fucking player who plays at the moment who's destroying all of LeBron James's records. Like, yeah. basketball has evolved yeah, yeah. so much so that, objectively speaking, you can't say stats-wise he's the best. Mm. It's, it's more so that Michael Jordan was a part of what is considered the best basketball team of all time. He was the mm. talisman player for the 90s Chicago Bulls who won six or seven NBA titles in their like eight or nine years or something ridiculous like that. I still feel really bad for killing Kobe Bryant, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you kill Kobe Bryant? <laughs> there it is. There's the question. I don't actually know. I, I just always kill celebrities by saying stuff and then they die. Like me and Vinny were sat on the sofa and I looked at him and I went, how weird would it be if like an entire football team or like, like sports team, like they're always flying on planes. If their plane just crashed and they all died, literally like 15 minutes later, I checked my phone and it was announced that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter crash. Fuck. Yeah. I also accidentally killed Meatloaf as well, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> I have a track record of this. <laughs> this is this is a man who doesn't believe in ghosts, but believes he can kill people with his imagination. <laughs> <laughs> with loosely tangential comments. I can. I know I do I do have like a psychic ability and also I crashed my work vehicle once after Vinny, we went on a night out the the day I did this. I was so afraid because all week I've been having dreams every single night about crashing my car. And I even said to my partner's sister when she was cutting my hair, I'm really worried I'm going to have a car accident. I've been having dreams constantly about crashing my car. The next day, crash my van. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Well, you are supernatural. Yeah. And you do have godly powers, and I do fear you. If anybody does me wrong, that's all I'm saying. I'll fucking get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking talk about you dying in a car accident the night before. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll die of a fucking ligament tumor or something. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne fucking Gretzky. There's not much else I could say about him other than just like, there's just so many just things in the sport that have just paid homage to this man because he was just so by and far and away the best player of all time. He had a rule named after him, for example. In 1985, the NHL decided to introduce... Now, I don't actually understand any of this because I don't really understand ice hockey that well. I, I kind of understand the rules a little bit. Like, I know how assists work. So if you pass the puck to someone and they pass the puck to someone else and then they score, you get an assist. So it's like two people get assists for every goal. Right. That makes sense. It's apparently a way of giving goalkeepers stats. Yeah. Or else they just wouldn't get any assists or goals. I think that would make sense in football. They do do that in football, pre-assists. Well, yeah, but... I'd never hear about it. You don't hear about it. You can find data for pre-assists if you're a big enough fucking nerd. Because, like, I reckon someone like... Christian Eriksen or Michael's favourite player of all time, Luka Modric, would probably have yeah. way more pre-assists. Yeah, no, you're right. They do have a lot because they do all the hard work. Yeah. They give it to the guy in the wing who just does one pass, gets the assist for it. Or like someone does all the hard work and it takes a deflection of someone, but that guy gets the assist. So that's why they brought pre-assists in, yeah, for that exact reason. So I think that's a great rule. I think we should talk about pre-assists more often. Yeah. <laughs> Nor- let's normalise pre-assists. Normalise pre-assists. <laughs> Normalized pre cum. Oh, we were all thinking it, Vinny. We were all thinking it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the Gretzky rule. Okay, so in 1985, the NHL decided to introduce offsetting penalties when neither team lost a man when coincidental penalties were called. Gretzky held a press conference after winning the Hart Memorial Trophy, which I'm pretty sure is just the season's MVP trophy, where he criticized the rule. And the day later, everyone just dubbed the rule the Gretzky rule. So that's how much power he had in this sport. Mm. That him just going out and being like, yo, this rule's bogus. Everyone just nicknamed <laughs> it the, the Gretzky rule because of that. I don't know if that's cool. <laughs> yo, this rule's bogus. Dude, what are you yo. saying? How can that not yo. be cool? That's like calling like the offside rule, like the, the Timo Werner rule. And then being like, hey, it's because we fucking love him. Like, it's not. It's because you're ripping the piss. Now, do you remember that season where Timo Werner would have won, like, the golden boot if it hadn't been for VAR? He scored, like, 11 or, like, it was so ridiculous, like, 15 offside goals and three onside goals. It was ridiculous. I felt bad for him. It was a really unfortunate move where he was a player who, objectively, his whole thing was being a little bit offside and then running really fast so that he was then able to pounce on the ball. Mm. And that season where he got sold to Chelsea, they were like, oh, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can't do that, mate. Like, it was this whole thing. He... It was funny, though. It was really funny. Well, I've one question about Wayne Gretzky, though. Mm. The only thing that I know about ice hockey, other than they whack a little disc into a goal, mm. 
is that they are allowed to fight. They are. It's weird. They can fight, which is cool. It's bizarre. I think it's really weird. If he's going to be the GOAT athlete, right, if you're going to convince me he's the GOAT athlete and he's, he's undeniably, objectively the GOAT in his sport, a big part of that sport is fighting. So, did he have fucking hands? Or was he a pussy wet bitch? Like, did, could this guy fucking throw? Does, how many of his 60 records are for knocking people out? Because he's got to have, he's got to be an all-rounder, isn't he? Fighting's like allowed, but you get penalized for fighting. They just sort of allow it to happen. Yeah. In the ring, but you, you still get like sent off kind of thing. Yeah, but you can't say he's the goat if like he just gets sparked out, can you? What's his chin? Has he got a granite chin? That's what I mean. Like, how many knockouts has he got, Vinny? <laughs> Is that what the G for Gretzky stands for? Is granite? <laughs> What's his fighting name? Was he like Wayne the Granite Gretzky? You know. <laughs> Where did he fight out of? <laughs> I don't think he got into a lot of fights because he wasn't like an angry player. He was too good. Well, that's the thing. He was just he was just a very smart and like like he's 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 renowned for being just a very nice guy as well. Like just not being a cunt. Like you hear about these stories about the like the top level athletes. Like Michael Jordan's a good one where he has a massive ego and he is just a bit of an arrogant cunt, which is kind of why he was so driven to be yeah. the best the same with ronaldo you know he's the same sort of thing but wayne gretzky was just really fucking good at ice hockey and just quite a lovely guy behind the scenes as well and just wasn't like an arrogant cunt i'm watching a video of him fighting right now Ooh, oh, is he fighting he took a bit of a battering do you know what he looks like michael scott he has the same chin and the same nose yeah he does yeah only nhl fight without gloves caught on tape he throws his stick to the ground oh. he goes for a throat punch but the other guy he just piles him to the floor and just starts punching him in the head. Gretzky does not have hands. I can confirm. Based on my extensive research. <laughs> that is going to run against you, Vinny. Unfortunately, Vinny, yeah, I think you've lost it, mate. <laughs> dot, dot, dot points for that. <laughs> no, it is mental that they just let them fight. I wish they would do that in football. All right. Are we doing a middle bit? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Vinny's, Vinny's got more. Vinny's got more. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The last thing I was going to say is part of his legacy he's got like numerous awards and trophies named after him like the wayne gretzky international award which honors international players and the wayne gretzky 99 award and his number was 99 that's the mm. retired number from the nhl which is awarded annually to the most valuable player in the ontario hockey league playoffs pronounce that right shout outs to red handed Hey, um, ironically, his number was 99, and from what we've just heard, he was a bit of a flake. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I honour this joke to my mum, dad. Cool, you ruined it. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that's Wayne Gretzky, the objectively best fucking athlete of all time, because he's just stats-wise. Because he's so good at ice hockey. Because he's just so far and away the best at ice hockey by far of all time, probably ever in centuries to come, probably. Bam. Well, it's been 30 years and only two of his records have been broken. That's ridiculous. Probably. It's going to last for a fucking long time. Also, it's cool because he's in a sport where, like, he's not going to get done for being roided or anything. Like, you got to imagine there's a lot of, like, performance enhancing in ice hockey. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He was renowned for not being a super strong person as well. Like exactly. He was just really, yeah, really athletic, like really lots of stamina and just very smart. Mm. Incredible. Damn. 
the, the weirdest thing is, is that I don't really know of him very much other than the office quote. And I didn't know who said that. I just thought it was a bit of a joke. I think it's just because ice hockey's not really big in England. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, I don't think anyone plays ice hockey in this country. Well, following on from that, talking about records, I've got a mini game. There's only a few questions here, but I wanted to go through and make you guess some of the world records from athletics. Now, I fucking love the Olympics, like, so much. And I'm... I don't know whether... Hmm, obviously, I love football more than athletics. Michael's now trying to weigh out whether he loves it more than his children again. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to... I don't know what my favourite event is, the World Cup or the Olympics. Genuinely, I love the Olympics that much. And I was devastated for the recent Olympics in Japan because you can't watch any of it in the day in this country. Like, it's so annoying. Like, London 2012 was, like, the greatest two weeks ever. Me and Vinny just sat at home in my house for two weeks straight watching the Olympics, basically. It was... Playing Minecraft as well. It was crazy. It was the best time ever. That was great. So, in honour of that, I've got some records here. I've tried to pick some. I haven't done, like, men's 100 metres, you know, because we're all going to know that. So I've picked a few ones that we might not know the answer to straight away to make you guess to crown a winner of you two seems as these games are becoming a regular feature on this show so the first one i've got Vinny, i'm going to ask you first okay the women's 100 meter how fast world record world record um i'm gonna go for 10.9 seb i'm pretty sure it's around the 10.5 mark you're going 10.5 are you yeah Seb, you are correct. 10.49. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. That might have been a bit of an easy one for Seb, but what I found interesting is that record has stood since 1988. Wow. It's just like nearly 40 years. That's fucking ages. Next one. Seb, you can go first now. Men's high jump. How fast? How fast? (laughs) Got him. How high? (laughs) Uh, How high? high? So a person, a tall person is about two metres, right? That's a really tall person, because six foot isn't actually two metres, it's 1.8 metres. Ah, yeah, but six, so someone who's like six foot two, who might be a high jumper, is probably two metres. I've seen the videos, they jump higher than their own head. I reckon they're jumping probably somewhere in the 2A region. Let's say a world record, 2.96 metres. Very specific, nice. Vinny? You're going higher or lower than that, effectively? Um, I'm going to say 2.95. Oh, I would have gone higher, I think. I think I might have been a bit low. So, the record is 2. I'm going to do the rest of this Jeremy Clarkson style. 2.45 oh. <laughs> oh. metres. Oh. It's not as high as I thought, actually. That's not... Oh. Yeah, so Vinny, I think you edged that by... Being a bit of a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> the answer, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. In reward for your cheating, you can go first this time. So, oh boy. women's hammer throw. Getting all the women's ones. It's just because you know I'm misogynist. Women's men's, women's men's. So you're going to do the women's ones, yeah, I presume. <laughs> for fuck's uh, sake. <laughs> <laughs> women's hammer throw. How far? Is it in feet? It's in metres. Everything's in metres, I believe. Um... I'm going to go with 40 metres. 
40 meters. Yeah. Seb, higher or lower than 40 meters? Uh, I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say, because in my head, when they've got those little semi, the sort of the big triangle, yeah, whatever it is, the sort of semicircle that goes out and out and out. I reckon I've seen that go up to like six when someone's wanged it. Six meters. No, 60. Like, I reckon I've seen a 60 written on the grass. Famously, they do it in the middle, don't they? While the people run around the track at the same time. Yeah. So do you think they could hit the people running around the track? Because that would be like 100 meters, wouldn't it? I was going to say, like, in the 60s, but maybe I'll say, like, 29 metres. You should have stuck with your gun, Seb. Yeah, well, you twat. What? <laughs> you absolute dickhead. I wasn't I trying to... Trick- it's, like, right, it's like probably, like, 60 uh, points. I wasn't trying to beat you. <laughs> all no, I was saying... All, all this bullshit about, oh, they're not going to hit the people, I was saying, do you think idiot. they could? That's about 100 metres or so. So how well, close do you reckon they get? Well, obviously, I don't think they, they could because they wouldn't fucking do it if they could, would I? <laughs> so then I was like, well, I'm obviously well out. If he's bringing up the fact that... Uh, yeah, you were basically suggesting that the neck of the woods, I was guessing, at, people with lives would be at stake. So I thought, well, it's probably not going to be at that end. It's, you know, if it's going to go stop flying into the crowd, that's probably over the top, isn't it? So uh, I'll bring it down a bit. If it's in, the, is it 60? 82.98 meters. Oh, you fucking. Di- Holy shit. What is that? What is that? You, you dickhead. I didn't mean that was no malice. I didn't mean to do that. What? How did you not? What, I don't know, that's I was like just trying to like, like describe the the area where they throw like, the thing. That's like if you were trying to guess the hundred meters time, and you said like, I oh, don't know about nine five, and I was like, well, if he ran sort of nine four, his legs would explode. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it's obviously going to throw me off, isn't it? If you're like, well, physics wise, mm. you can't actually go no faster than nine point four nine, so. That's yeah, like, so like, light, it's yeah. literally physically impossible, <laughs> you dickhead. Like, <laughs> fucking no. Holy moly. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's your turn now. Absolutely. <laughs> this will be the last one, men's long jump. And yeah, I'm going to say something and Michael's going to be like, well, if they jump further than that, they're going to fucking <laughs> jump out of the stadium, aren't they? <laughs> so I reckon... Oh, fuck it. I don't know. 20? Nah, I reckon 13 metres. 13 metres. Vinny, higher or lower than 13 metres? Men's long jump. Do you know what it is? I'm trying to remember... Are you trying to remember Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? How long? Yeah, I'm trying to remember Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I played a lot of that game in 2009. How far could Sonichu jump? (laughs) I'm going to go with 11 metres. 11.2. 11.2. Well, you're both wildly out. Uh, it's like 60 or something. <laughs> because I was watching a video before this where they were saying, like, they're not sure whether it's actually physically possible to jump further than 9 metres. Oh. Oh. And the, the little sandbank is like 9.2 metres long. Oh, shit. And the world record is 8.95 metres. Oh, Wow. So close to the nine meter mark. Yeah. And I thought that was fucking ridiculous. 8.95 meters. Think that's like three or four six foot people stood on top of each other. Well, the thing is, I'd be amazed if it was like three meters. Fuck me. Three meters. Imagine jumping three fucking meters. I uh, now I'm looking at it. Actually, I reckon the remind is probably three meters. I I couldn't jump that. And they're jumping that times three. 
is crazy. So, Vinny, technically, you're right there. So, uh, Vinny yes. is the winner. I'm technically Seven. the winner. Hard luck. I tried to help you. No, you didn't. You tried to throw <laughs> me off. <laughs> and it worked. But 8.95 metres. I actually wrote next to that. Holy moly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the wow signal. That was fucking ridiculous. It's like that wow signal. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly! Imagine if it had been Michael. The holy moly signal. Yeah. <laughs> it's also such a sign that you've had a kid when you start swearing in like TV talk. Like, Jesus macaroni! Like it's. Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. Holy moly. Seb, over to you. So, obviously, what makes a great athlete? Well, for a start, for me, it's how much banter do they bring to the table? So, obviously, I think we all went down the same route. Uh-oh. Who should we pick? Lance Armstrong. Is that funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. Is that funny? Maybe, but it's risky water, so I didn't do it. <laughs> right. Dwayne Chambers. Do you know Dwayne Chambers was running, like, sub-10 when other people were struggling for sub-11? And it just turned out he was taking loads of drugs. Like, so many. Yeah. Like, his piss had muscles. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I should do him. Like, I saw a graph of, they did it in, like, live time, like, every 100 metres sprint for the last, like, 100 years. Mm. And it's like, shit, 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 Dwayne Chambers, shit, 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 Usain Bolt. Which brings me to Usain Bolt. Thought about it. Boring, isn't it? Just ran fast. It's not hard. Yeah. I'm not, so, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm just saying it's it's a gift more than it is a mentality. And he had a record in like two, or was it just one? Two. Uh, three, actually. Yeah. Men's 100 meter relay, 100 meters, 200 meters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still fairly niche. Yeah. And it, he did do the triple triple though. Well, he did do the triple triple and then one of his teammates was doping. Uh, Usafa Pal was doping and they let him keep his medals because they wanted him to be the triple triple. Oh, Usain Bolt didn't dope, did he? Yeah, so but he still fine. won the medal for a team event. Yeah. And it's not even a team event like true. football. Like Usafa Pal objectively ran part of that race. True, true. While juiced off his bollocks. Do you know Usafa Pal used to beat Usain Bolt in training? And then he'd turn up to the Olympics and he'd be well slow. And everyone would be like, what's going on with Usafa? And it was because he was just on loads of drugs. Drug tested. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Maybe that's James Milner's secret. Maybe. Probably. Anyway, look, as I've already been saying, what makes a great athlete? Bantability. But also, oh, let's never. What makes a great athlete? No. Bantability. Can't get that away with that one, Seb. Let's bring that back. Let's analyze what you just said there. Bantability. Seb, you can try and waft the smell away of that all you want, but it fucking stinks, man. Bantability came out of your mouth, and we will never forget that. And you didn't hesitate. You thought of that before. Realize, seen our facial reactions and gone, oh, fuck. You really should have hesitated there. Yeah. Yeah, you dude, really you should have thought up. for a second before you uttered those words. It was at this moment he realised he fucked up. His bantability went down. Bantability. Seb, minus one bantability for you, mate, on top jumps. Go to banter jail. Do not collect 200. <laughs> Holy moly, Seb. Holy moly, if I've ever heard one of my life. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, I'm back in the room. So, <laughs> for me, being a great athlete is a combination of athletic ability and winning mentality. And my pick had both of those in spades. 
it's those things that allow them to be unbelievable odds to become the greatest athlete in their field. In order to understand why the GOAT is the GOAT, we need some context. As we've discussed before, my upbringing was like half hippie, half white trash chav. Mm. And so when I'm looking for inspiring people who I think are the GOATs, Mm. I look towards my people, aka white trash, and I think, I want one of you. It happened before when I crowned or tried to crown my good friend Junior the GOAT greatest fighter, and it's going to happen again today. It's not Junior. I did consider doing his wife, Daphne, who is also fucking mental. Saw her a couple of weeks ago. That was terrifying, but it's not her either. So I wanted someone who was white trash and it should have held them them back, but it didn't. And so I have an athlete who genuinely is close to my heart. Genuinely, genuinely. The world of figure skating at the time that this happened, and to be honest with you still now, is really snobby. It's like well snobby. And that is ramped up tenfold when it comes to women's figure skating. In women's figure skating, the judges are looking for, because it's a subjective sport. It's not like... um football where you can score a goal or whatever it's like dance or skateboarding or something like that and as a result the judges look for a very specific type of person and that person is the quote-unquote ice princess it's a term that's used throughout ice skating and basically what they want is a dinky little girl who's well spoken comes from a good background and makes figure skating look easy it's supposed to look dainty it's like dance and They're like young, dainty, well-spoken girls. That's all they want from a good background. Mm. And my pick was only one of those things. That's a young girl. She wasn't dainty and she wasn't from a good background. In fact, she was built like a brick shit house. And I'll go and talk about that in a bit. I'm, of course, talking about the one, the only, Queen of the Chavs, Queen of the Hillbillies, (laughs) my personal white trash icon across the globe, Tonya Harding. Absolute beast. So... A lot of you will know Tonya Harding from the less savoury bits of her career, and I will briefly touch on those, but if you want to listen to that properly, listen to the red-handed episode that the people I work for did. Covers all of that in detail. I don't want to cover that here. I want to cross those two wires. These two shows are very separate. I'm just talking about her athletic ability. So I'm just going to concentrate on why she was a fucking, literally a fucking beast. She's an animal. So Tonya was born in 1970 in Portland, Oregon which is a really, really run-down, deprived part of the US. Her dad was an alcoholic who struggled to hold down her job, and her mum had to have several jobs to like make ends meet. She, growing up, even when she was a child, was obviously like a born athlete. She liked doing things like hunting and drag racing. She was naturally stronger and fitter than her peers. Like, honestly, she could have been the GOAT at any sport she picked. Mm. Unfortunately, probably, except the one that she did pick, which is the one where they don't want you to be unbelievably athletic, Mm. which is ice skating. As I've already said, the ice skating judges want to see an ice princess and Tonya wasn't an ice princess. She was like an athlete, but that didn't hold her back. She trained and even as a child, she trained like a fucking animal, partly because she was a machine, but partly because her mum was very intense and like borderline abusive. She wouldn't even let her off the ice to piss. She'd just make her piss herself on the ice. That is horrible. Yeah, she didn't make her, like, shit on it, but she did have to piss <laughs> on it. She didn't make her shit on it, but she did have to piss on it. If you want to clip that up and put that in other contexts, please do. 
Yeah, that's a little ringtone for you all at home. <laughs> and off the ice, Tonya's mum was pretty fucking horrible as well. She was like pretty abusive. So Tonya pretty much learned to skate in the school of hard knocks. She, you know, she she did it the hard way. And in her early teens, Tonya started skating on the US competitive circuit. Uh, so like the big leagues, like the big skate scene. And I think the term burst onto the scene is used probably too liberally. Uh, I think Roy Keane would probably agree with me. Shout out, Micah. Shout out, Micah Richards. But Tonya did quite literally and figuratively burst onto the scene. She was a force of nature and the skate community just didn't know what to do with her. She was this like fiery teenager with a mullet and she used to sew her own costumes because she couldn't afford to buy them. And she was just too muscular and too powerful of a skater to fit the like traditional mould. And... On top of this, she would like perform to like rock music, like Meatloaf and like ZZ Top, and then like also shout abuse at the judges who she felt underscored her, which I think is hilarious. Like she's just this like burly fucking chab, like fuck you, fuck this, fuck that, and it's all these like dainty little ice princesses. I just think it's funny. Mm. But on the other hand, because she was built like an athlete, she was landing tricks and putting together combinations that were just like a different level it was like a different sport like she was treating it like a sport and they were treating it like a dance Mm. like she would turn up and just land things that like they couldn't even think of doing but she didn't make it look easy and that's because they weren't easy they were really hard Mm. and she would get scored down because of that so she would land a trick that no one else on the ice could land but they'd be like yeah but you did look a bit wobbly yeah, so, like, she's pushing the limits of, like, what's physically possible for an ice skater to actually, like, physically achieve. Yes. But they're like, yeah, but you're, you're not very pretty. It's not very pretty, so you get minus one. Not making it look super easy, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's literally the whole issue of her career. So in her, like, late teens, she moves out with her long-term abusive boyfriend, who's called Jeff, or a.k.a. Jeff the Cunt. Jeff is a cunt, and we'll come on to that later. <laughs> It's like the creepy pass of Jeff the Killer, but just Jeff the Cunt. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff the Cunt, mate. Uh, Jeff the c- but as a result, she was able to drop out of high school. So she didn't even finish high school and was able to train full time. Mm. And as a result of this, she just doubled down on doing the shit that no one else could do. She wasn't like, I'm going to get more dainty or anything like that. She was just like, I'm going to just start doing shit that literally no one can even fucking think of. And famously, as a result of that, she turned up to the 1991 US National Championships and it was just like something people hadn't seen. Like she was, like you see the lineup and it's like child, child, Victoria's Secret model, Victoria's Secret model, a UFC fighter. Like she has like a full <laughs> Francis six pack. Francis <laughs> Yeah, literally. Like she has like <laughs> massive biceps, huge shoulders. She's actually ripped. She has like a full six pack. And as a result of that, she was the first woman in history to land the triple axel in competition. So it had been landed before at like a skate demonstration where they had like an unlimited time to just keep trying tricks. Mm. But like it had never been landed in competition and she was the first American woman ever to land it. And she was the first woman ever to land it in competition. And just to briefly explain what this is from an athletic perspective. So obviously I don't know much about ice skating so I did some research and Every other ice skating trick, so you know how they leave the ground, they spin and they return to the ground. The way they do that is called P 
picking. And so you know on a pair of ice skates at the front, they have those like teeth on the blades? Yeah. What they do is they skate really, really fast and they dig their blades into the ice. And in the same way as like if you grab the handlebars or you grab the brakes of your bike, it sends you flipping forwards. Yeah. They use that momentum by stabbing into the ground to like send them upwards. So it basically like shocks through your knees and fires you up into the air. Sure. So you're not necessarily jumping with your thighs. You're just using the momentum. I'm I'm not trying to make it sound easy. Like it's fucking hard. But like (laughs) that's how they leave the ground. On a triple axle, you don't do that. You skate backwards. You don't pick into the ground. And you just jump and throw your leg into the air. And using the momentum of your body, just of jumping, you spin three times and then land forwards on the other side. So you actually effectively roll, because it's an axle, so you rotate three and a half times. And then you land on like one foot and your legs like that back that way or whatever. Is that it? Yeah. Well, you, you do if you're a dainty ice princess, but obviously she didn't. She just fucking stomped it. She like right. literally just landed on two feet and it's like, fucking come on. Like, also, what's cool about her is when she lands, she doesn't celebrate like, oh, look at me. She's just like, ah, she's <laughs> yeah, so she's got a wide gassed. grin on. Yeah. She's I just like, watched the video, yeah. Yeah, she's like gripping her arms. She's so gassed. Just to put this in perspective, there's a film about Tonya Harding called I, Tonya, which I'd really recommend everyone watches. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And in that film, they couldn't find a stunt double who could do a triple axel. So they had to CGI it. Really? There was not a stunt double on Earth who could land the triple axel. That's how far ahead. And she did this in 1991. That's ridiculous. Like, it's, it's, it's unrivaled. Like, it's like she turned up and just skated in a way that no one has skated before or since. She turned up an athlete to a sport where people just wanted an ice princess. Like, she was... Yeah, yeah, Leagues yeah. above. Like, she was leagues above. And because of that trick, she won the US National Championships, despite the fact that everyone wanted her not to. They literally just couldn't stop it. Like, no one could do that. Mm. And then she went on to land the trick again at Skate America and again at the World Championships, making her the greatest skater in the US. Well, she came second at the World Championships behind a woman called Christina Yamaguchi. And it was Christina Yamaguchi's last ever World Championships. And she'd won, like, every year for fucking so many years. Yeah. And a lot of people think they just gave it to her as, like, she was... Because she couldn't land the triple. She Ukrained England, like, at the Eurovision. She Ukrained Tonya Harding. <laughs> Unfortunately, from there, things went kind of to shit. She went to the Olympics, but Jeff the Cunt was still being Jeff the Cunt. And she just couldn't train properly. Like, her life was just falling apart. Jeff was spending all her money and being really abusive and she didn't have the money to train properly or anything like that. And then she twisted her ankle in practice and was unable to land the triple at the Olympics and was unable to kind of skate with the power that she wanted to. Mm. However, despite all that, she still came fourth. Not bad. So she was still the fourth best skater in the world at that time with a busted ankle, Mm. which is kind of impressive in itself. So she comes home from the Olympics Jeff is being a right cunt and she can't get any sponsors because she didn't win a medal. And she's like, my career's dead. It can't happen. There's not going to be another Olympics for four years. Mm. 
But wait, they did an Olympic switcheroo. So now the Olympics and the Winter Olympics don't run concurrently. Yeah. So there's one and then two years later, there's the other one. Yeah. They used to do them on the same year. However, 1992 was the year they decided to change that, which meant the next Winter Olympics was not going to be in 1996. It was going to be in 1994. She didn't find that out until 1993. Oh. (laughs) So she's been out of the game for like a year. (laughs) But she makes a comeback. And when I say she makes a comeback, she makes like a Rocky Balboa comeback. She has fully given up. She's smoking. She's a waitress. She hasn't been training at all. She hasn't stepped on the ice for like at least six months. She gets back together with her old trainer. They say this in her documentary, in her autobiography, all of it. There's videos and stuff of her running with sacks of coal on her back, like a nutcase. Like she's running through the woods. She's hitting tires with a sledgehammer. Like literally, yeah. She's gone like full Rocky mode. She's running up big flights of stairs. All of it. Exactly. You just imagine it, yeah. Like literally, she trains her tits off and she turns up to the next US Nationals. She has to win the Nationals to get into the Olympic team. Yeah. She turns up and like, if I said the last time looked like a bunch of children and Victoria's Secret models and then a UFC fighter, this is like a bunch of models, children, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm. Like, she is just so hench. It's unreal. Like, she is just an athlete. Yeah. She's got full-on fucking arms. She looks like a boxer. And she turns up, and she's totally changed tack. Like, she's doing all her technical shit, but she's not going for the triple where she might fall over. She's still pushing the limit. She's still doing things that other people can't do but she's not doing things that even she might not be able to do. She's like, right, fuck you. I'll like play your, your own game and like kind of be dainty, but still do things that you can't even think of doing. And it looked like it was all going to go really well. And then somebody, and this is where it gets a bit hazy, kneecapped her main rival, a woman called Nancy Carrigan, and hit her in the leg with an extendable baton. Now, it wasn't Tonya. It definitely wasn't Tonya, but it was someone Jeff the Cunt had paid to do it. Right. Tonya might have known of the attack, though. Yes, and it's very unclear whether Tonya knew it was going to happen or not. And even if she did, the person who was planning it regularly beat her. So, like, realistically, what was she supposed to do about that? Right, so she didn't, like, order the hit. She didn't... Well, this is the thing. She has always maintained she didn't. (laughs) Right. It's quite hazy, and I, like I said, I don't want to go too much into that because I want to rip off red-handed. That's true crime at that point, yeah. That's yeah. true Fair crime enough. at that point. So go and listen to the red-handed episode on that. I don't think she wanted it to happen. I'll say that. Right. Whether or not she knew it was going to happen or not is up for debate. But it did happen, so... But it did happen. Now, because of that, she did win the 93 nationals <laughs> because the closest competitor had no knee <laughs> and she's like literally at this point it's like victoria's secret models who can't skate that well the only one who could got kneecapped and tonya hardin's there and it's just doing shit that no one could do and they're like well yeah you've won like you you have to go yeah yeah so she goes to the olympics but in between the nationals and the olympics it starts to come out that jeff ordered the hit her life starts to fall apart. There's so much pressure on her. Like, what she doesn't have a place to skate because she's not a sponsored skater. She has to skate in her local ice rink, which is in the middle of a shopping centre. Mm. So it's just full of news cameras all the time. 
she gets pestered on the way there she gets pestered on the way back there's people knocking on her door like all night at one point they get her car towed just to get a reaction out of her like they're just hounding her like it's a media circus we all know what the media can do to someone and they just don't leave her alone she's not living with jeff at this point they've broken up yeah but she's they're still just hounding her and she just turns up to olympics and it's just not right like she's lost it she, she, her momentum's gone and then as she's going out to skate the lace on her skates breaks and famously <laughs> well exactly the lace on her skates break the skates breaks there's a really famous image of her doing like this is how fucking athletic she was she's like doing the splits to get her leg up onto the judges table to show them that her lace is broken and there's this really famous picture where she's like crying pointing at her laces being like my lace is broken but when all was said and done she came eight in the olympics she wasn't able to land the triple she landed she landed on her ass when she tried the triple mm. um, and when she got home she was skipped stripped of her titles and she was banned from competitive skating for the rest of her life Aww. but her legacy will never be forgotten she was the hench as fuck hillbilly and the actual athlete that turned up to a sport full of posers and pulled a trick that is unrivaled, skated in a way that no one has skated before or since, and then she was gone. And she showed them what it was to be an athlete. She showed me and you guys what it meant to be an athlete and a fucking beast. And in my opinion, she is the greatest athlete of all time because she was the only athlete in her field and she was the only one who turned up trained and did things that have never been done before or since damn that was a brilliant presentation sub i knew literally zero about that a- absolutely zero i i'd heard of the film i tonya but i'd actually not really heard of tonya harding she's incredible that was really cool that was really good fucking hell that's that's a really hard decision i just want to give a shout out to an athlete that i i would have picked had i been in your shoes though john valantham who you may or may not have heard of as per my recent obsession, he is one of the two cave divers who rescued the boys <laughs> from Thailand. Sake. But... Were you paid by whoever the fuck made this movie <laughs> no. to shill this fucking so, movie? Why he's really cool is not only is he like arguably one of the greatest or best cave divers in the world, which is like a ridiculously niche sport, sometimes requiring the physical ability to be able to dive underwater in a cave without being able to see for up to 24 hours underwater sustained. He's also an ultra marathon runner. I don't know if you two know about ultra marathons, but they're like the Marathon de Sable, which is like, I don't know, 80 miles across four days in the Sahara Desert and shit. It's like absolutely insane. So he genuinely is like a, a ridiculous beast of an athlete. And he was 50, nearly 50, when he rescued them kids from Thailand as well, which is yeah, wow. crazy. And Rick Stanton, who did it with him, was 60. He was a pensioner. But he doesn't do ultra marathons and stuff. So out of the two, John Valanthan would be that. Like that's a that's a pretty big. You know, he he works in Bristol. He lives in Bristol, Vinny. Oh yeah. He owns a tech company, but in his spare time, he runs ultra marathons and saves dying children from from caves, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, fun hobby to have. So I think he's called cool. Lionel Messi. When you were saying about Wayne Gretzky and all the records and stuff he broke, I did actually think of Lionel Messi because he's the guy with all the records in football effectively and it's like some like the most goals scored in a calendar year that's probably never going to get broken in the next 30 years either so mm. i think you can say 
like you said, it's it's really good that Wayne Gretzky has those stats because you can just statistically go, he's done the most, he's the best. Mm. And Messi has that. If you delve into like pre-assists, most successful dribbles, statistically you can find in almost every single aspect that Messi's the best player in the world and always has been. Roger Federer as well. Roger Federer, yeah. I'm quite into tennis now. I don't can play to the absolute worst level possible. I quite often describe sport as being beautiful, actually, but Roger Federer genuinely makes tennis look beautiful. It's, it's insane. That's why I love him. Also, Vinny Middlemost. He's the best at hand tennis in the world. No, he's fucking not. He did not win the competition. No, he didn't. He, he won didn't. 100% of all competitions no, ever didn't. played in hand tennis. No, he didn't win 100% of all, all competitions one of ever them. played in tennis. No, he didn't, though. That's the thing. I know for a fact that he that we never played that final. There was never a winner, ever. Yes. No. Yes, there is. No. There was a winner, I and was it was there. me. I was there, and Yes, and I verified. was there, too, and I won the award. I still have the award at my parents' house, admittedly, but no, you don't. somewhere. I don't know where it's gone. No, you don't have any. Yes, I do. No, you don't. It was a black it was a black cat from my brother got from Egypt. It was like a little statue of like a sphinx like cat. I challenge you to hand tennis to settle this debate. I accept, but where the fuck would we find the court? We will make it. We'll custom build it. We'll have to find the exact same trampoline, the exact same garden. (laughs) I checked out so long ago. I will fucking beat you. (laughs) Anyway, I don't have to decide any of that. I just need to decide Wayne Gretzky versus Tonya Harding. Who? The objective versus the potential, I guess? Yeah, this is the thing. So here are the two things. Like, Wayne Gretzky's like the little Messi of, of ice hockey is what I'm sort of getting out of this. Like, he's just the best ice hockey player of all time. It's weird that both fuels include ice, like the most niche yeah. weird thing in sport. And they both wear ice skates. Yeah. And then you have Tonya Harding, who, like Seb said, I get what you were talking about now, like, didn't actually ever reach their peak like the potential there is like yeah definitely completely untapped and they did come onto the scene and like dominate and do something like never been seen before but not necessarily have the like silverware to back it up tragically don't have the silverware to back it up through no fault of their own but who's the best athlete you also should take into account consistency <laughs> gretzky did it over 20 years he was Vinny. Shut the fuck up. I am deciding this. <laughs> also, can I just say, back to my point about having hands, after she finished ice skating, Tonya Harding went on to be a professional boxer. Right. I'm also not taking that into account in this argument either. There will be no more remarks. <laughs> can I just say, Tonya Harding objectively would absolutely snap Wayne Gretzky like a twiglet. I don't, I'm not even joking. She would fucking level him. Wayne Gretzky's like six foot three. Yeah, Tonya Harding's an animal. Let's get them to fight. <laughs> she would literally they're about the same age as well she, he, she would kill him now my dad would be of your dad now 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 we can all we can settle this with fisticuffs later give you fisticuffs <laughs> right I've made a decision and one of you is probably going to be disappointed as always <laughs> I'm always disappointed And I've made a decision for a few reasons with also a few caveats as well. So I'm going to crown the GOAT athlete as... Wayne Gretzky. Yay! Oh, fuck (laughs) off. But (laughs) I don't want to take away from Tonya Harding because I think what she did was like yeah is insane and she's an absolute beast and an athletic ability she's 
like unrivaled in her field and like i said through no fault of her own just through tragedy never got to actually fully showcase what she could have become and unfortunately that sort of has to go against her like her ceiling could have been so high and she could have been like yeah she could have been the absolute goat of all time of everything ever but we just never tragically got to see that and that's like that's just a shame like no disservice you know there's no like there is honor in losing this battle for her because it's just such a shame that we would never have seen that but she was very hard done by yeah yeah but Wayne Gretzky did get to show that he was the consistent goat every single year and the fact that 23 years later he still got 59 records is yeah it's <laughs> it's honestly yeah. ridiculous like this is the thing Lionel Messi is the greatest football player of all time and if in 23 years time all those records still stand will be proven right and it will be a completely undeniable so the fact that he's done that it's, it's just undeniable like I said he's objectively the absolute goat of ice skating ever and to do that in any team sport to be that good an individual in any team sport for such a long period of time it is as impressive as Lionel Messi being the greatest player of all time in football or Michael Jordan being the greatest basketball player of all time we just not really heard of ice skating that much, but he's got to be he's got to be the goat in that respect, doesn't he? Yeah, like it's a niche sport for sure, but like he was just so far and away the best of all time. Like it's yeah. just no contest. I just think it's insane how he just dominated for so long. Yeah, it doesn't matter that it's a niche sport; it's the achievement of dominating that sport in that way that is like unrivaled. And so I hope you're not too disappointed because. No, I'm not. The thing is, is that's the tragedy of it, isn't it? I think that's a good takeaway from it. That's the thing. It, it would be almost a disservice not to mention that. that you, you, we don't know where she could have gone. She could have gone and done like the triple-triple. You don't know. She couldn't escape the demons, you know? Yep. She couldn't escape the demons. Jeff as well. Jeff the cunt. She couldn't get rid of it, you know? Her home life just caught up with her and that was that. But yeah, she's a beast. It's funny. It does point to a, another thing where like just because of people's upbringing and stuff you just don't know that like the poor kid around the corner from you is like the fastest man on the planet yeah but he's never been given the opportunity to like achieve what he could achieve oh yeah definitely i could legitimately be the greatest four player to have ever lived <laughs> no <Nah>. well <laughs> you've had the opportunity to give football a go you could be potentially the greatest rowing guy yep like, you've never been rowing, no. probably because you can't really swim, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. You could have been the greatest swimmer. Yeah. You could have been one of the great swimmers of our time. Yeah, exactly. So, wow. That was good. I fucking, I love that. Absolutely love that. Love both your stories because I didn't know anything about either of them. And I'm definitely going to be watching some Wayne Gretzky clips tonight and some Tonya Harding clips as well. I'll probably watch that movie. I, Tonya. So. Watch the film. The film is fucking good. And if you want to know more about the... I, I really want to watch I, Tonya as well, yeah. Really, really amazing. Amazing, amazing. And if you want to know more about the criminal bit, listen to the Red Handed. Check out Red Handed, absolutely. Cool. Well, that is the end of the show. Next week, we have got... Goat's fictional villain. So, there will be no Gaddafi, no Hitlers, no Fritzels. No David Camerons. Oh, God, yeah, no bojos. We should shout out our new Patreon. Oh, yes! Let's all say it all once. Mr. Mr. Lewis, Lewis Brown. 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 We all sounded like we were deaf. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Lewis. I will be posting you some exclusive goat stickers to your home address, because I know where you live, and you'll have them... 
hopefully very soon, maybe even by the time this comes out. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And if you want some exclusive GOAT stickers as well, and for us to mention your name on the show and love you dearly, join the Patreon. There will be exclusive content on there. Like us on Instagram, because the Instagram's popping off. Someone on that Instagram account is making like graphical content that's light years ahead of its time. It's it's banging. So <laughs> follow that. Strange that. man who does all that crazy <laughs> who's content. that stranger? <laughs> Also, we're doing a we're doing a, another live recording in a month and a bit. Yeah. So we'll probably do some fun shit then. We will absolutely. Hell yeah! Can't wait for that. Other than that, nothing else. Boys, should we sign off? Listen next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.